Welcome to the Questions for the Sages podcast. I'm Michael Scherer. Today I spoke with Lakshmana Devidasi, who performs service on the altar at the Hare Krishna Temple in Potomac, Maryland. She helps to prepare the altar and to dress the deities, contributing to the gorgeous and pure atmosphere that can be seen in the temple. Thanks for your time, Lakshmana Devidasi. You can hear the Questions for the Sages podcast on questionsforthesages.com, the Questions for the Sages Facebook page, iTunes, and on YouTube. Thanks to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland, for making this podcast possible. Welcome to Questions for the Sages, a podcast from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm Michael Scherer, and today I'm speaking with Lakshmana Devidasi. Uh, we actually had a conversation yesterday. We interviewed yesterday for the podcast, uh, but we recorded outside, and there was a lot of wind, and uh, due to technical difficulties, uh, we're not able to use that. So... Um, uh, Lakshmanan Devidasi has kindly allowed me to return on this Monday morning and uh, and talk again, redo our interview, basically. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank Lakshmana. you very much, Mike. I am Lakshmanan Devidasi. I live in this community of Iskand Patamak Temple. How long have you lived For here? For last almost five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah maybe a couple of months more or something, but I think five years. Um, and I serve Lord Krishna, Radha Madan Mohan Sitaram Lakshman and Gornatai. Um, um, I actually, uh, because listeners won't necessarily know who that is, Yeah. Um, basically there are a series of deities in deities. the temple room. That's right. And you just named them all, yes. right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So on the... Uh, if you're facing the altar on the left, there's Goranitai. Yes. In the middle is Krishna Radharani. Radha Madan Mohan. Oh. This name, Radha name of Madan the deity. Mohan. Name of the deities is Radha Madan Mohan. That's the presiding deity of okay. this temple. Right. And then on the right side is Sita Ram Lakshman and Hanuman. Okay. Yeah. And um, I go on altar basically four days a week. Uh-huh. So I dress. In morning, uh, Radha Madan Mohan, um, Friday and Sunday. Monday is my service for Gornitai, like today I did. I dressed Gornitai. And Wednesday, I do Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman. I uh, dress them in the morning. Also, I dress in the evening to put them to the bed. So these are my altar services besides any other little bit service here and there in the temple. You know, this this kind of worship is, I think, a little unfamiliar to most Americans. Like okay. it's it's um, different than uh-huh. what most people are used to experiencing. Mm-hmm. And what is it like for you? Like, do you do you have an emotional experience when you're doing this? Is it is it yes? Like how what happens? Yes, um, it is a very fulfilling. Like, it gives so much pleasure. Why? So much pleasure because we are connected when we serve mm-hmm. to the Lord directly. See, everybody is serving in some capacity. 
when I was not a devotee, I was serving to Krishna also in different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you become a devotee and you serve at the altar, it's a different kind of feeling because you are more connected with the Lord directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the service is such a uh, intense. Really? Uh, yes, such an intense service in the morning. It takes about two and a half hours. Uh-huh. So I start at five o'clock, um, 5.10 or five o'clock sometime to uh-huh. start preparing. And literally we are at 5.30 on the altar, basically. Uh-huh. And 7.15, we have to give darshan to the public, you know. The and when you say give darshan to the public, you mean you mean sort of let the public see. To see, witness the the, lead, uh, the the Lord in all his uh, nicely uh, form, you know, like uh, dressed. That yeah. is that is the uh, not the first, but that is the first day uh, appearance of his, other than the Mangalarti, you know. And we, ma- what's Mangalarti? The Mangalarti is we wake up the deities uh-huh. at uh, three forty-five. Uh-huh. Like we put the deities on the rest in the night at eight thirty. And then wake them up. So that is how we um, offer a Mangalarti. Mangal means like Shubh, like auspicious, like okay. early morning. That is called mm. Mangalarti. That's mm. the meaning of Mangalarti. That, that's very auspicious day. You know, Brahma Mahurt at four o'clock. You know, that is what they say. And that's why uh, basically all the temple, they have the Mangalarti, like four o'clock to onward five o'clock, depending on their own, you know. So we do the Mangalarti in the morning first. That is the first after putting the deities to the rest in the night and we wake them up and we offer them something to eatable and then we do the Mangalarti, you know. And after that, we do this first one, which is called Shingarati. Shingar means, Shingar means dressed up. Uh-huh. That okay. is Shingar, Sanskrit word is Shingar. So we bathe the deities and we dress them, then we offer them, and then we do the Arti. The Arti? Arti, which is called Arti, Shingar Arti. Which, and what is the Arti? The Arti means like we perform a couple of things, we offer the couple of things to the deities, like suppose you are coming, uh, uh, some guest is coming to your home. Mm-hmm. And you welcome the guest with such a wholehearted, mm-hmm. right? Uh, different state, different country has a different uh, way of receiving the guest, you know. So this is a one of the way that we receive the Lord with full opulent dressing. So it's yeah. a welcoming. You know, I and I should say, people who are listening, uh, yes. they're not really going to understand yeah. how like visually stunning yes these presentations are yeah like so, when you see that when you walk into a Hare Krishna temple it, mm-hmm. it's usually it's remarkable sort of the beauty that beauty that's um, the beauty cultivated yes and it seems to me that there's really two things that go on one is that you have a very beautiful presentation and uh, tied to that very closely is the idea that it's a very pure presentation Mm -hmm. that there is no you know the people who 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 dress up the deities who do the clothes who do do the presentation they themselves 
would never eat meat, would never get intoxicated. No. Like there's a there's a sense of of purity. Of purity and beauty together. Yes, together. Yes. And I think that that's why it's so emotionally resonant. Yes, that's right. When you come in. That's right. And that's why you know you can see the minute you come to the temple and mm -hmm. the deities open. Yeah. And you are stunned to see them. Like today you have seen that, you know, yeah, how yeah. beautiful the deity is looking, you know. Yeah. So that is what it is. Uh, it's called the, the Arati, Shingar Arati. And uh, it is very common now in uh, Western world also, you know, because people are, are getting more familiar about the, uh, the ritual things of the, you know. Well, also I think it, it's, it seems to me yeah. uh, that there are more South Indians in America now than there were before. Yes, ever before. that is true also, yes. And that uh -huh. with South Indians comes their culture and their ways of worship and thinking mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, scriptures. That's right. So when you do this, and by the way, if you hear bird noises, we have a yeah. bird's nest in the yeah. wall. They're still growing and uh, being fed. Um, when, you, when you do this, I'd imagine that uh there's a tie here with your past did you as a child did you witness this sort of worship yes i grew up in a family of brahmins and mostly brahmins are considered religious and they do perform a sort of service to their personalities in every home is that kind of required does a brahmin uh, need to have? It is not a required, but according to our scriptures, like classification of the casteism, uh -huh. like the four caste. So one is the Brahmin, the uh -huh. one is the Kshatriya, one is the Shudra, and one is the Vaishya. Uh -huh. Accordingly to the all class four classification, the Shudra is the lowest one, which yeah. serve the upper, right. the upper like Vaishya. Um, and um, what is what are the Kshatriya and, and the Brahmin. The Vaishya are basically the business community. Right. Yeah. So they they give charities because they have the money. They have the business. They give charities also. The, there are so many other things also, but I'm just giving a simple simple yeah, things yeah. just to, to identify that. So then the Vaishya and then the, um, the Kshatriya. Kshatriya are also, uh, they are the warriors. They are the fighters, you know, and they work with right. the kings and, the, you know, all the... They keep then, order. Yes, they keep order, everything, right? The country. And then the, the topmost is the Brahmin. So Brahmin is considered is very religious. Uh -huh. And uh, he's a priest. He knows... He has the knowledge of our scriptures and Vedas. Depending on that, the Brahmin is the caste now. So some of the Brahmins, they may not having that much knowledge uh -huh. of the Vedas and the scriptures. But some of the Brahmins, like uh, who works in a temple as a priest or something, uh -huh. because they have to study those things to preach. So right. they do have the knowledge. So the Brahmin is the caste, and mostly the Brahmin, I think I'll, I can say that 99% uh, Brahmins, they all have at least a set up of religious, like temple, small temple, home temple or something. Uh -huh. And um, they, 
they are uh, vegetarian they are not eating meat because that is what is considered being a brahmin that uh, you should really? not, yeah that you should not allow to eat meat i grew up in a family of brahmin pakka brahmin like uh, brahmin from my parents were um, migrate from uh, mathura and vrindavan close to the vrindavan uh-huh. uh, in my family they no onion and garlic i have never tasted the onion or garlic until i was 22 or 21 years of age hmm. so we was strictly so what happened there where like how how did you taste onion because and garlic because i was working yeah. outside uh-huh. and when you work outside you you are living in a different you are moving in a different world yeah. all sort of the people so then you change accordingly yeah so that is how it happened but my family still vegetarian and no garlic no onion mm. comes in my home but then after the, after that you know i realized that why did i started eating the garlic and onion because the people influence mm-hmm. peer pressure of your friends you know yeah. and when you work there are all kind of the people punjabis sindhis bengalis you know south indian all those so some people they eat and because of the influence you started doing that also you know so so your family had this kind of worship yes in the house in, from in the your beginning. from your birth yes from the beginning so you're sort of what you're you're doing here is something actually you're very familiar with from was, childhood yes yes exactly uh the process of this gun uh-huh. what we do like offer the food you don't eat the food before offering to krishna uh-huh. you know there are rule and regulation right uh, we get up early to do the mangalarti right uh we clean our body before touching anything uh to the lords you know like go to the pujari room or go to the kitchen or cook for the krishna mm-hmm. uh make the garlands or something anything you know because it need a purification mm-hmm. of your body it has to have that element of purity exactly so i grew up with all those kind of things so there was nothing much for me or nothing much new for me you know uh to learn something but yes something was new for me was the philosophy like we never used to read every day bhagavad gita or bhagavatam or anything only like uh, purnima the full moon day purnima purnima so, that is called full moon full moon day and uh-huh. uh, my family used to observe the fast for lord narayan because that is what is a worship for lord narayan for the full purnima So at that day we used to have all those kind of the rituals things like read the books or read the story of the why we celebrate the purnima or some kind of thing so only on the festivals like janmashtami we used to celebrate very elaborately janmashtami in my home I remember I was very young like about 8 9 years old girl and at that time we did not have the electricity in our home mm-hmm. not in our home the whole community mm-hmm. the electricity uh was not there so we used to take the electricity from the outside like the main main yeah. pole to have a nice janmashtami decoration oh, and everything okay. you know so that's what i'm saying so i grew up with the family uh with that kind of that atmosphere religiously uh so there was nothing new for me on the contrary i enjoyed that being now as a pujari that i can use probably my same talents and same ideas same style what i used to see 
there was a Radha Krishna temple and Diti was more or less like our Radha Madan Mohan in my community where I used to grow. Oh, really? In Rajasthan, where I was living. There was about a 30, 30 families community where I used to live. And we have a nice, beautiful temple. And if you remember or if you know about something or heard something, that Rajasthan is known for the temple. The state of Rajasthan is known mm -hmm. for the temple. Because it's known for having a lot of temples or big temples? A lot of temples and the big temples and the small temples. Well, I call it just and, a lot of them. Yes, we have. I mean, and that... And this, is this like really ancient or did this... Ancient, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this has always been that way? It didn't sort always of... been like It didn't this. become a fad? Rajasthan is like... <laughs> <laughs> Rajasthan is like, uh, uh, like this. It's called... Uh, palace of temples or something in mm. the place of temple or something like we have so many devotees of Krishna mm. they come in from Rajasthan, Rajasthan. like okay. Mirabai, Lord Narsingha uh, Bhagat, Mirabai there are so many others you know I, I don't remember the name now you know cause out mm. of mind out of sight same, same thing like that so but uh, there are so many Krishna Bhakt they came from Rajasthan because of the Bhakti so in Hindustan, like in India, there are two places, Gujarat and Rajasthan. And they are more prominent for northern kind of the bhakti, northern mm -hmm. Indian bhakti, other than the South Indian. Really? The South Indian are, have different way of worship, whereas really? the North Indian have a different way of worship. How yeah. different? Different, I mean, the Vedic philosophy is the same. Like the, the South Indian have a different language. When you say Vedic philosophy, you're talking yeah. about ancient Indian Sanskrit-based yes. uh -huh. philosophy. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same. It's a, the scriptures is the same. The you know? scriptures are the same. Everybody know that this is Krishna. This is Lord Ram. Okay. No matter it's a South Indian or North Indian or whoever it is, right? Yeah. But the way of different. Like, like we have what? language different. Yeah. South Indian, we are the same Indian. They are called Indian. We are called Indian. We are. I'm from the north. Yeah. You're right. They are south. So they have the different language, different food, different style, different living style. So the are, India has a lot are the, are the of variety of like, culture. Is the vegetarianism the same? Yes. South Indian are mostly the Brahmins are vegetarian. Uh -huh. But uh, who are non-Brahmin, they are non-vegetarian also. And okay. Same thing is also northern India also. So that, but that's so that's not different. No. That's the same. I'm, no. I'm, I'm wondering what is the difference? Difference between... is like, I'm saying the different language. So it's... Different it, language. It sounds like the fundamentals are the same. Uh, yeah. Yes. You can say that. Yeah. Yeah. There's just mm -hmm. stylistic differences. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Because the thing is this, you know, different, what I say, the different means like they have a different language different way of worshipping. We all worship the Krishna, mm -hmm. but they have a different style. Yeah. You know, because it's a different community, different caste, different state. Yeah. Like, let's, let me give an example. I'm a woman from India. I wear a different kind of or different variety of saris. Their saris are known. This is a South Indian sari. This is a North Indian sari. Okay. This okay. is Rajasthani sari. Sari is sari, but it's a different variety. 
Well, what is what is ISKCON then? Is ISKCON um, does it does it come from a locale in India? Like its its origins are in West Bengal, right? Or is it um, like if if you were to look at a Hare Krishna temple, would you say, oh, they're using the South Indian style or the North Indian style or East Indian style? No, the Hare Krishna. Uh, it's not coming from Bengal only. Yeah. In a way, I can say that why we consider in Bengal because we worship Gaur Nitai, uh -huh. Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Yeah. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is from Bengal. Yes. And Hare Krishna Mahamantra was spread 500 years before by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's why the ISKCON is more famous because the Bengali influence, because Lord Mahaprabhu was Bengali. His associates was Bengali, you know? Was Prabhupada... Prabhupada was Bengali. No. And Prabhupada is a founder Acharya of the ISKCON, that is ISKCON. Yeah, and I should say ISKCON, International ISKCON. Society for in, Krishna Consciousness. Exactly. It's exactly, the Hare Krishna exactly. movement. So, in a way, I can tell you another thing, that when I was young, uh -huh. I never heard the name of ISKCON. Well, it didn't exist. Yeah, but still, when it exists, oh, at you that still time didn't also, hear it. you still didn't hear about I, it. I still did not hear the name of ISKCON. I heard the name of ISKCON in 1960s. Oh, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60s, you know, when the Prabhupada uh, brought his first disciple, 11 disciple, to New Delhi in India. That is the first time uh -huh. I heard because there was so much publicity in the newspaper and radio oh, really? and all that. Yes. And uh, I was very young at that time, and uh, my brother in law and his friend, there was his friend, he used to bring us all the news. So I heard about the first Pandal program of Prabhupada when he was present there in India. He brought his group. That uh -huh. was the first big Pandal program. And I wanted to go to that Pandal program because I have already seen so many pictures through the magazines mm -hmm. and heard so much things about uh, this ISKCON uh, through the radio. You know, we uh -huh. never used to have television at that time. Right. So we can't see anything, so we can only hear you know, on the radio, the news and everything. But somehow or other, I could not go to that Pandal program. It's my misfortunate. What did you think of it as, as an Indian? What was this Hare Krishna movement? Oh, it was so much excitement that time, then 60s when Prabhupada came, the first group in India. In India, so much. And people was admiring the Western devotees so much. Why? Because they were thinking that these are not the Hindus. They have, they have not grown up or born in an Indian or Hindu family, mm -hmm. right? To see the culture. Like, I was born, I was not learned of the Vedic Sanskriti, right? Mm -hmm. But I grew up in that environment, so I knew that this is Lord Ram, this is 
Lord Krishna. This is Krishna's pastime. You know, mm-hmm. so we knew all those things. Yeah. Everything's the Krishna's pastime, Lord Ram's pastime, or all the all the demigods or everything's. You know, so there's a difference. And you never. My impression is that you never. Um, you know, proselytized. That you wouldn't go out and try and spread the word about Lord Krishna, Krishna. to no. strangers. No, no. As, a, as like a Christian evangelist would. Like we are doing as now. As a mission to go out. Exactly, exactly. No. So this is new this to is this new. whole, whole mm-hmm. culture. This the, is new. the idea of evangelization, of going out and spreading. And spreading or preaching something, whatever, you know. Yeah. No, it's not. Like every Hindu family in India, every Hindu family, um, or every family, I do not classify just the Hindu, you know. Yeah. Every family, they knew about the religion. Every child, every person who may not be learned about the Vedic cul- uh, culture or Vedic philosophy or something, but they knew it, everything. They knew it because the environment of the family, environment of the community, environment of the country. This is how we grew up and we learn about the Lord. So for me, this was the change when I joined the Krishna Consciousness and when I joined the ESCON, that I knew everything very practically. Whatever I have learned, I learned with the experience. Like we learned so many things by the experience, by seeing, by watching, you know. You know, so same thing. I knew it so many things. I grew up in the family. I grew up in the country where everything we witness and we learn. Well, well I have a question about that. In, yes. in, everyone in India basically knew about Krishna, Krishna and Ram. Yes. But did they know them as folk heroes or as God? Because, you know, everyone in, pretty much everyone in America has heard of Paul Bunyan, um, you know, Davy Crockett, um, and I'm trying to think of some sort of mythical Western figures. Uh-huh. Like, what were, when people talked about Krishna in India, yeah. was it assumed that, oh yeah, that's God? Yes. Really? Yes. Every, I can say 99%, if you if you are, do not say hundred percent because some some there, there are some atheists you know which classify differently, yeah. but yes, every second person in India they know that Krishna is God, Lord Ram is God. The problem is that in India people do not have a complete knowledge of our philosophy, and I did not have that complete knowledge of our philosophy philosophy until I came into ISKCON. The knowledge of philosophy means we consider everybody as a God. Like Lord Hanuman, we consider God. Ganesh, we consider a God. Devi, we consider a God. Lord Shiva, we consider a God. And for us, with the common Indians people who are not 100% Vaishnav, who has the knowledge of philosophy. You know? So what, now, okay. So the, there are various gods. Yes. You mentioned Shiva, Hanuman, yeah, um, Devi, yeah. And was this all sort of this is a a higher classification of being, but 
among themselves, they're pretty much equal because they're all gods? This is what we have an understanding that they are all equal. Okay. You know, like Krishna is equal, Ram is equal, uh, Lord Shiva is equal, uh, Ganesh is equal, Hanuman is... We, we all consider... It was almost so like, we did not, they, like... They were of the same species, and the species was God. Yeah, it's a God. It's a term, God. means like all the demigods. Like in Iskan, we say demigod. You know? Yeah. But this is, this is what we used to know, that we did not have the knowledge that Krishna is the only Supreme well, God. Well, that Krishna has a special status and a unique status. Yes. Or, and that's the, the philosophy of the Hare Krishnas. That's is the that philosophy, Krishna yes. is a particular entity that's not even like the gods, right? Yes, the de- not the demigods or something. Yeah. Because... Uh, Thank God to Prabhupada that his preaching made people aware that what is the difference between Krishna or Ram or other demigods. Uh Like Krishna said, they're all part and parcel of me. They're Mm. all my expansion, but I am the God, Mm. right? So this knowledge people do not have and they still some of the areas people in India they still do not consider or they still do not have the knowledge that's why they do not know why the Krishna is considered to be a supreme God and why is Krishna considered to be the supreme God Krishna is the supreme God because everything comes from the Krishna we all part and parcel of Krishna according to who according to what like how according to our, our our Vedic philosophy like what we read in Bhagavad Gita. In the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, so Bhagavad Gita completely and very clearly explains that, that Krishna is the Supreme God. Mm. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, I am the God, surrender to me. Right. You know, so right. why it says because he is the Supreme God. So essentially it's on the, on the um, authority of the Bhagavad Gita yeah. that Krishna is accepted Krishna as the Supreme exactly. God. Exactly, exactly. So the thing is this, the common people in India, still they do not have that knowledge that why Krishna is considered to be a Supreme God because Mm. they do not have the scripture knowledge. They do not read. But they all are generally familiar with the Bhagavad Gita, right? They are familiar. But there are so many Bhagavad Gita written by different, different people or translations, you mean? Because there's one yeah, Bhagavad Gita, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the origin Bhagavad Gita is the Bhagavad Gita, but you know, different translation or different way of writing. Everybody uh, has add something from their own. Yeah. But uh, if anybody read the Bhagavad Gita of Prabhupada, the Bhagavad Gita as it is, Bhagavad Gita clear, as it as is, it is, it has a very clear knowledge mm-hmm. about. Well, tell me what it was like when when. You said you didn't appreciate Krishna as the supreme personality of Godhead until you became familiar with ISKCON. Uh, no, I did not say that I did not consider him the supreme God. I did consider him Krishna because I'm a Krishna Bhakt from the, my childhood. Okay. But I did not have a complete knowledge to uh, clarify 
that why Krishna is called Supreme God and why Ganesh is not called Supreme God. What is the difference between Lord Ganesh and Lord Shiva and Lord Krishna? And that was the knowledge I did not have. And what was it like when you gained that knowledge? Did that was that transformative for you? Did was that like a? It's transfer. Yes. Like it's, was that a big? It's, uh, it's a big difference in me that. I do consider Lord Ganesh, Lord Hanuman, or Lord Shiva because uh, that they are the expansion of the Lord and we should respect them also. They are, they are considered like in, in Iskan, Iskan way, I can say that they are demigods, you know. It, mm -hmm. It's a better way to understand, to make them understand, you know, because this is, this is a particular phrase we have been known by, through the yeah. Iskan, the demigod and God. So, when I came in contact with Krishna, with the Iskan, and read and hear about the philosophy through the Acharyas of Iskan or the, sort of the devotees, gra the great teachers, great teachers, great devotees who's preaching, you know, yeah. Krishna consciousness very nicely all over the world, then I could figure it out that. All are not equal to Krishna. Uh -huh. uh, Ganesh is not equal to Krishna. Hanuman is not equal to Krishna. Lord Shiva is but, not but equal was, to Krishna. But that was helpful for you? That, that it was sort very of... helpful. It yeah. was very helpful. And I think worshipping to those godly form, like uh -huh. demigods, it helped us to reach me to Krishna ultimately. Uh -huh. I can... I can put it in that way, you know. Yeah. And uh, it took me a while. Really? It took me a while. Why? Because in Iskan, we was told that when we worship Krishna, we cannot worship the same form of the other gods along with Krishna on the same level. Right. That was. And that was and, what you were used to. Yeah. And that was what you used to. We have the temple in my home where we have all the pictures mm. or the idols, you know. Like I, I told yesterday that uh, uh, my great-grandmother also, Krishna Bhakt, she was a Krishna Bhakt because she was from Mathura. Oh, okay. She born and raised in Mathura. And she had the deities, like we have a deities, Parampara, that is what we'll say, Parampara, you know. She had the deities, which deities, I think, at this time, today, is could be about 130, 40 years old, mm. that deities, you know. Because I am 76, and I'm seeing that deity from the 76 years. Where is it? The deity in my home, in Rajasthan. Oh, okay. Then my mother used to have diabetes from her mother. Mm. Then her mother has diabetes from her mother. So it's coming from the parampara. So it passed down. So through now the you can imagine that we do have the Krishna. Yeah. For 130 or 120 years before in my home, and that mm. worship was going on in my home. Mm -hmm. You know, but worshiping Lord Krishna during that time and worshiping. Worshipping Krishna in my time, there's a way of differences. Because in my altar, you would see only the Krishna, Lord Ram, Sitaram Lakshmanuman, Narsingadev, and Gornetai. 
that's it. And Prabhupada, because it, Prabhupada is our Acharya mm-hmm. and my Guru Maharaj. So you've sort of, um, you, you've, you've um, focused, n- narrowed your narrows, focus. Focus, because that is the understanding I receive from ISKCON. Well, let me ask you why Americans in general should yeah. know that Krishna is, is God. How does that help them? Why is that helpful to know? I think it's not only American, every human being who are not Krishna conscious is helpful to know why Krishna is is God. Mm-hmm. Because Krishna is Supreme God. Let me tell you the one example that when I was living in American family in Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, when I came and I live, those people were Christian. Uh-huh. A true Christian, I can say that, very religious, right? Yeah. And I was I was Hindu, believing on Krishna and Ram and Shiva and all that because I was not Iskan devotee at that time. Yeah. So that was my background of the religious. Um, and when they knew about I'm not eating meat, they used to force me to eat the meat. Oh, really? Yes, they used to force me. Did that me. upset them that you were vegetarian? No, it's not. But they were thinking that I have I, I have missed something. I have not done anything. Uh, I, I do not know anything. Mm. You never know that what is that. Right, you know? right. And uh, the contradiction, we used to have an argument, mm-hmm. like conversation, that no, Krishna says no meat eating. In our religion, in our scriptures say no meat eating. And they said, why? You are eating vegetable and all those, that is also there also because of life, that it came yeah. on the life, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, grass has a life. I said, yes, everything has a life, but it doesn't mean that you should kill somebody and eat. Certain things God has made, God has provided us to eat, you know. But even your Bible also said that you should not eat meat also, right? Well. Okay, now, but I think we're we're getting into a, a slightly different subject. It's related, yeah. but uh, you're talking about the importance of vegetarianism. Yes, but yeah. I want to know the importance about wh- why people need to know to that, know about the Krishna. Th- that Krishna is Krishna. God. So that's why I'm saying. She says, "No, uh, your God, Krishna. Jesus is only the God right. in the whole universe. This is what well, we used to yeah, have." Yeah. So I said, "No." God, there's only one God, and Jesus, you said that Son of God, right. you know. So the Krishna is a God. This is what we, we we used to see see, and we used to argue all the time. Mm. But anyway, ultimately, I made him understand that Krishna is the God, and with a very simple uh, explanation, mm-hmm. I said, "Look, I understand Krishna is the God." And Jesus is also son of God. Or you can say that God, right? Mm-hmm. I can take your yeah. words that Jesus is God, right? I said, I am from India. We have only one sun and one moon in the whole universe, mm-hmm. right? In your terms, and this is what I said to the church minister also, the same thing. Uh-huh. Because I did not have that much knowledge at that time how to clarify these things to them 
that why Krishna is God. Uh-huh. So I said, we have one sun and one moon. At certain time, the sun arise in country, in our country, and we say Surya. Surya Dev. Sure, sure. Surya Dev is the Sanskrit name. Surya of sun, is the name right? for the sun. Sun, yeah. right? So we consider Surya is also God, Surya Dev. Okay. Right? In your country, you say sun. Right? You don't say Surya Dev, like you don't consider Surya as a God. But as right. in my country, we consider Surya is God also, one of the form of the God also. Hmm. So this is the difference because in your country, the language is different, mm-hmm. right? My country, the language is different. Rule, regulation, ritual things are different mm-hmm. in two countries. So that's why, that's the difference. But ultimately, God is only one, which is Krishna. And people need to know that. And people need to know that. So, and he understood that. And I said, look, then he... Then he said, because you believe in Krishna and you believe all in reincarnation also, rebirth. I said, yes, uh-huh. we do that. I said, we don't do that. We don't consider this. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I do consider. I said, give me an example. And I said, yes, I can give an example. I might have some connection, some relationship with you in my past lives. Lives after life. Yeah. I do not know when and where and what time. But I do have. Today, the time has come that I reconnected with you. And he understood and he says, I agree. And since then, they started believing that, yes, there is a reincarnation. So there are so many ways, you know, that... Um, well, you're talking about basically bridging the gap between cultures so that, so that um, for instance, an American Christian can at least respect and understand where Other. a Hindu from Other. India is coming from. Yes. But um, I think ISKCON goes a little farther than just saying we need to live side by side. Doesn't ISKCON sort of say... You know, it'd be really helpful if you knew, for instance, the Bhagavad Gita. Like, like that would be helpful for you to know. Not just, not just that we, you know, we have a, a common respect and understanding, but no, you should know this. I think the ISKCON, ISKCON is a great help. A, a great what? Help. Okay. Help to understand, to make people understand who is the God and why Krishna is considered the Supreme God. Because Bhagavad Gita explains everything, but unless otherwise you have a, your mentor or your, your spiritual father, like guru or something, mm-hmm. you cannot understand Bhagavad Gita if you read on yourself. Oh, really? Yeah. Because sometimes it's difficult if you do not have even little background of the the culture, yeah. the Indian culture or Indian gods or whatever. Then it is, I mean, you do understand, you know, because everything is written very clearly there. But if you have somebody who can explain you, it is better to understand. Mm-hmm. And I think 
Bhagavad Gita is the biggest source and helpful uh, scripture for everybody to read, to understand. If you really wanted to know that who is the God, then mm. Bhagavad Gita is a good source. And I, I should point out that to anyone unfamiliar with the Bhagavad Gita, that it's not that long. It's it, not it, that, no. It's not like, you know, you've, you've got to spend the next yeah. three and, years uh, Yeah, And it is, it, uh, because the Prabhupada has given the purport in the Bhagavad Gita, the meaning and the yeah. purport. And by reading the purport, it's so clear mm. and so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. See, I have read the Bhagavad Gita, couple of Bhagavad Gita, different, different Bhagavad Gita written by different people. Mm -hmm. And it never used to give me any interest. Mm. And I have never finished those Bhagavad Gita, mm. you know, because there was Sanskrit and then a very, very uh, narrow description of the, the slokas, the meaning, mm -hmm. very narrow, not very elaborately explained. So we do not know. It doesn't give any interest. So when we read the Bhagavad Gita as it is, it really gives you the interest because it gives you continuity to read and because everything's in front of you, mm -hmm. everything in front of you to know. And I think this was the only reason that it made me uh, quick to make my decision and to understand. Quick to make your decision? Yes. What decision was decision that? Decision like that. Why? Krishna is the Supreme Lord. Because everything is written very, very clearly in Bhagavad Gita. Mm. Why Krishna is considered the Supreme Lord? Why the Ganesh is not called a Supreme Lord? Why uh, Lord uh, Mahadev, like Sh Hanuma, uh, the Mahadev and the Shivji, uh -huh. you know, is called the Supreme God? Because yeah. of some reasons. Because those are the reasons everything is written in the Bhagavad Gita. So one should read, because the thing is this, we Indians, we hear more things and we understand and we see, but most of the people, they do not read the scriptures. Most Indians don't most read the Indian. scriptures? Not, not everybody. Like I'm telling you in my mm -hmm. example, right. I never used to read. My family never used to read. You know, they have the knowledge, they all gave me the knowledge, but they never used to read and much. How was this, so how was it conveyed? Was it like stories around the fire at night or, or like how was... How did you learn all this stuff? If like no, everything if learned was, from the parents, like okay, parents they were just said, what bedtime stories. Bedtime story also. My mother used to tell the three stories every night. Oh you really? Know? Every night I grew up with that story. Uh, Dhru Maharaj story. Who? Dhru. 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 Dhru, the, the devotee of Lord Vishnu. Okay. Yeah. Prahlad Maharaj. Prahlad Maharaj. We have a big nursing day picture. Prahlad Maharaj uh -huh. story. Krishna and Sudama, that's why I'm very emotional. Mm. Krishna and Sudama is, that relationship is my life. Really? Yeah. Because it's an intense. No, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Uh, so I have a couple of things I want to ask you. Every night, three these, stories. those three stories those three were told stories. again and again and again and again? Every night, me and my brother, we used to li listen to this. Dhru Maharaj, Prahlad Maharaj. Krishna Sudama. And was this told from memory or was it read out loud? No, my mother used to give me the memory. From, from like, memory? In the short, in not okay. the, very elaborately. But this is how I grew up. So I knew this all. So Kyung can about. you please uh -huh. um, tell 
us the story of Krishna and Sudama. Sudama and Krishna, yes. Krishna and Sudama, they were friends and they went to school together. Okay, and let me just clarify that uh, Krishna was a personality mm -hmm. who was on this earth yes. 5,000 years ago. Yes, ago. Uh, and this personality is regarded as God. God. Which may be unusual for, for, for a Westerner or someone unfamiliar with Hinduism to understand. Mm -hmm. But, so 5,000 years ago, mm -hmm. Krishna and Sudama were friends. Mm -hmm. Sudama and Krishna was friend. Okay. And Krishna was born in Mathura uh -huh. with the Vasudev and Devaki. Oh. And then he has so many pastimes, like in the Kurukshetra and all those. But what I'm saying, we are focusing Krishna and Sudama. And Sudama was a poor Brahmin. Okay. He was a very poor and he was a Brahmin. But as I said, the Brahmin was considered a top class uh, uh -huh. because of the literature they know. And they, they used to go for the education, the Brahminical education, you know, so that they can preach in humankind, you know. Mm. Because that was the section, that was the caste the Brahmin caste to preach about the God. Okay. Where the Shudra is to serve, Vaishya is to do the business, and Kshatri is to fight. These are the four... These are the four castes. Castes, okay. So the, the, the Krishna and Sudama, they went to the same school. After some time, Krishna became the king of Dwarka. Mm -hmm. So many things behind. Krishna, Krishna the became a king. King of the Dwarka, uh -huh. you know. There uh, is a big palace, 16,000, 1,600, I'm sorry, 1,600, 1,600, 16,000? I think 16,000. Yeah, 16,000, 16,000, right? 16,000 wives. Wives, yeah, so he has 16,000 rooms. So he had a pretty opulent lifestyle. Very opulent, right? He was yeah. a king, you know? Yeah. And Sudama was a poor Brahmin. Mm -hmm. And uh, generally, Brahmin are not very rich as considered to the Vaishya. Krishna was a Vaishya, right? Vaishya like. Krishna was a Vaishya? Yeah, he was a Vaishya. Yaduvansi, the farmer. S the Vaishya, there's a category, the farmers and so many other people. Okay, kinds, you know, people the, who basically deal with money. Yeah, uh, who, who, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yaduvanshi because Krishna has a two. He he's he's a Yaduvanshi also because he was a son of a Nand and Yashoda, and they are the Yaduvanshi. They're what? Yaduvanshi. Yaduvanshi. They are called Yadavs, okay. and Yadavs are considered in India some some section of Yadav. They are considered as a farmer. Okay. So Krishna was like that. Nanda Maharaj has a big farm and cows and all that, you yeah. know. So that's why he called Yaduvanshi. But his friend Sudama was, was poor. Was poor and yeah. very Brahmin, and he was so so poor like extremely poor, mm. that he can barely take care of his family. Mm -hmm. So one time... Did he have children? Yes, they have the children. So they he had the boys, yeah, he the boys some... and the girl also. Okay. And, um, but Shudama used to love Krishna and he used to chant all the time, Lord Narayan's name, like Krishna's name, mm -hmm. you know. But they were friends. Okay. One time it so happened that they do not have anything. Sometime the Krishna, uh, the Sudama's wife, she used to borrow the things 
from the neighbors to feed their kids. Mm. That poverty level uh, yeah. that Sudama used to live. And when I used to hear that, I used to cry. Oh, really? That was, I was very, very emotional. And um, so one time, Sudama's wife sent Sudama to Krishna to go ask some help. Right. She said, your friend is a king. Mm-hmm. The With king 16, of Dwaraka. wives. 16,000 wives is a 16,000. It's an opulent mahal. Mahal means like residence, right? Yeah. And you are living in such a poverty. What kind of the Krishna? And you all the time you just Krishna, 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 Krishna. All the time you are thinking about him. What kind of your friend that he did not even think about you? Mm. And the Brahmin, poor Brahmin Sudama, he was so uh, like, what is that? Self-esteemed of his own nature that he doesn't want to ask any help from Krishna. Uh, he does. He probably didn't want to ask help from anybody, no. right? Yeah, anybody. Yeah. So, and his wife used to tell everybody. One day she did not have anything mm. uh, to cook and feed the children. The children were very small, and she yeah. was crying. And she's saying, "Look, if you are not going to uh, go, I'm going to ask your friend." Mm. So then she made her to go. She made him go. Yeah. Made him to go to meet with the Krishna. To try and get some help. Yeah. Um, they did not have. This is the story I'm saying. What my mother used to tell. Sure. There's a very elaborate story, but this is what I learned from the beginning okay. when I was a child. They did not have anything like when you visit to somebody's home as uh-huh. a friend, you take some gift or token something. Sure. They did not have anything. So she borrowed a little rice, a fistful of rice uh-huh. from her neighbor. And his wife gave, okay, take this rice as a, as a, as a gift when, to your friend because you are going to your friend. Right. Although this is not as compared to his status. Right. It's not yeah. big, but this is what we can offer. Yeah. And this is a custom in India that one should not go bare hand to anybody's home also. Mm-hmm. So Sudama said, okay, he would not, he would really not wanted to go to Krishna to take his help. But when he saw the situation, so he said, okay, I will go. So he go, at that time there was no bus or something, so he, <laughs> he walk, he walk. It took so many months to reach there. Months? Yes, yeah, so many months. To, to reach there. Well, I thought she needed, his wife needs help. He can't be gone for months. Yeah, but it's, it's took. This this is how it okay. is explained. Uh, so it took a couple of months to reach Dwarika. Mm. When he reached Dwarika, he saw the opulence of that city mm-hmm. and he was surprised. And he knew it. In, inside him, he knew it that you know it's, it's a, he's a very rich, but he never know. He had not he didn't seen that. How rich. He had not realized, you know, it's such a big palace from the so much distance. You can see the the the, the greatness of the that, that city, uh, how beautiful decorated that the whole city. How big is the city? How the people are so richly dressed, you know, mm-hmm. all his. So sometime, couple of time, he thinks that he should not go to Krishna. He will go back. Yeah. You know, but then he think about his wife's promise that he would definitely go. So he go to Krishna. And when he go to Krishna, 
people did not let him go to meet with him when he reached his kingdom. Mm-hmm. All his soldiers or, the, or his, you know, the sevak and all that. When he's, he said that, I'm, because his, his condition was very bad. He did not even have a nice clean dhoti also. The dhoti was, he was wearing, it was torn a, in several a, places. A dhoti is a, like a, it's his clothes. Dhoti is a, yes, a cloth which generally men wear. Yeah. Nowadays, when wear everything, but at, at that time, there was only dhoti. I never seen my father wearing any pant or anything okay. except dhoti. Right. You know, and Brahmin used to wear dhoti. Yeah. The other people, they can use the other clothes, but Brahmin basically used to wear dhoti. That's the tradition of India, you know. Mm-hmm. So, he was very poorly dressed. So, people did not let him go. To, to see the king. To sing the king. Who happened to be his friend. Yes, his happened to friend. And he said, who are you? And they, you know, they discarded him. And he said, no, I would like to meet Krishna. And when he heard the name Krishna, the people heard the name Krishna. And he says, he's uttering the name of Krishna. I said, who are you? And he said, I'm Krishna's friend. And they look at him from top to bottom. And they make laugh of him mm. because of his poverty. They make laugh of him. Um, but he said, he is my friend. So I want to meet with him. And they did not let him meet. So then he was returning back. He was returning back. And the one of the soldiers, he came when there was people was making joke of him, mm-hmm. laughing at him. And he was maybe sensible probably. Then he heard that he wanted to meet with Krishna and he said Krishna is his friend. Okay, let me let me go and give this news to Krishna. So he go to the palace and he said that I need to say some because Krishna uh, used to inquire from all his uh, the people who used to live, all his, you know, the servants mm-hmm. to up he wanted to be updated every second. Right. Because he was a good king. That's that why he wanted. The, the internet of the time exactly. was, the, was the people around you. Around you, right. Yeah. And he wanted to have every second, every minute updates. Mm-hmm. So then he said, uh, this is what, there's a man, he consider himself as your friend and he tells uh, that he is your friend, school friend. The person did not uh, give the name to Krishna that his name is Sudama. So Krishna knew that Sudama will come because he knows everything. Mm-hmm. But he wanted Sudama to come and then he will help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he said, okay. Ultimately said, his name is Sudama. He said, my name is Sudama and I used to go to the school. We, we went to school together. Mm-hmm. So he knows me as Sudama. The Krishna heard the name Sudama and then he runs to meet with him. Mm. And people was wondering what happened to him. And he runs, he runs and he runs and runs. And he meet with Sudama outside his uh, mahal his residence his palace his palace um, when he was about to go and uh, people said that Sudama was here he's going there so he he runs to get him and when he runs and he bring his back 
he bring him back to his uh, palace mm. where he was sitting with his all with his queen the prime queens you know rukmani and satyabhama and all those kind of thing this is what my mother used to said and then krishna washed his feet with his tear mm. and when my mother used to tell this story i used to cry <laughs> because i was very emotional mm. and krishna and sudama is really touched that the bhakti relationship of bhakti or friendship of bhakti with krishna and sudama is really touch my heart mm-hmm. same thing the another person is mirabai 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 he was she was the queen in rajasthan mewar uh-huh and she was a krishna devotee also she uh-huh. gave up everything she gave up everything everything she gave up just because of krishna and she left her home left her husband left her kingdom she was a queen of mewar and she left because she was a pure devotee of krishna so these two character in my life they are very important in krishna bhakti and and just out of curiosity yeah um did krishna help sudama krishna <laughs> oh, sorry yeah krishna yes krishna helped sudama krishna asked what did my bhabhi sent me something because sudama was not giving this is a long story so that's why i probably skip for my he was not giving that little little fistful of rice to to krishna, to krishna as because a, he as was a ashamed he was, was ashamed he was like yeah that, oh my god such an opulent place mm. and who cares for this fistful of rice you know mm-hmm. so that is a puff rice you know kind of puff rice, puff rice you okay. know like um so he did not give but krishna knew that he has something uh-huh. so he he just giggled him and he said give me the gift and he said no no i do not have so ultimately he snatched little mm-hmm. little bag of the rice and then he was eating the rice right away so he ate one he ate two twice mm-hmm. and third time he was eating the one of his principal queen he hold her hand, his hand that means every time he was eating he was giving the opulence to sudama giving the opulence opulence richness to sudama uh-huh. like one time he ate krishna is a miraculous person he can uh-huh. do by blinking his eyes anything he can do it mm. so he changed he gave a big palace in sudama's home with his wife he changed his wife oh i see New, yeah so every every time he was eating he was giving the opulence this was sort of blessing. A, appearing back at sudama's house everything's appearing in sudama's house okay and and he was eating so the third time when my mother says third time when he was eating the one of the principal queen he hold his hand she says what are you swami what are you doing you are giving everything because they knew the queens knew oh, about the krishna the queens krishnas. wanted to stop krishna stop from krishna's eating eating because he was giving too much away yeah too much away then probably he will give the whole dwarga also to him mm-hmm. then they do not have anything this is right. what nobody should tell right. because otherwise if he has eaten the third time he probably given the dwarga the third right. time the whole right. thing so the queens was the queen all like, the queens they knew so hold on you have given enough <laughs> hold on for us uh-huh. so this is what one of the story my mother used to say and about you heard that story every night every night we were so we were so small me and my brother at that time yeah. 
So this is the one story because I used to like that story. And and your mother must have told it very well if if you it made you cry so much. Oh, I used to cry. We yeah. were we were emotional about that because yeah. she elaborately she explains everything. Mm -hmm. And the same another story was uh, Bhakt Dhru Maharaj. Mm -hmm. Dhru Maharaj, you have, you might have heard the story of Dhru Maharaj. Mm -hmm. You know the the father was Uttanpad. He has the two two mothers. You know, and stepmothers. You know. Right. Uh, curse him and let him go. He did not let the son sit on his father's lap. Mm -hmm. So I used to cry for that also mm -hmm. because it's very emotional. Now I would imagine yeah. that um, all across India, yeah. these stories were being told. Yes, uh huh. And so it, it's sort of amazing that all across India, these stories have been passed down from generation to generation. generation. And that's how we, we know from generation to generation. We do not read. That's why I was telling you. Yeah. The people do not read the scripture. Of course, when I become young, I went to school, we read this story in our textbook. Krishna Sudama, uh -huh. Dhru Maharaj. But it sounds like mostly people learn about it from their parents. Parents. And maybe from their mothers. Parents, grandmothers. You know, yeah. it used to be a joint family. I do not have a grandmother. I have only my mother. So my mm. mother used to tell us. So my mother used to tell us to believe in a God or consider the God as your, you know, the help, you know, that mm -hmm. you should always consider Him. Mm. Ask Him whatever you want, you know, ask yeah. Him. And then there was a story she used to tell me of Rani Jhansi. Rani Jhansi. Yeah. The queen of Chasi. She was a very brave queen. Uh -huh. uh, so, as a woman, uh -huh. as a woman, my mother used to train me that I should be bold enough to face the world. Mm. You know. So, there's a couple of the stories of the queen and king, and the two stories, this Dhru uh, Maharaj and this thing. That's all the things we all grew up to read, um, because in our text textbook, in our high school course, we always have these stories also. About uh, still today, mm -hmm. yes. I read about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in eighth grade. Really? I read about Bhakti Siddhanta Swami. Bhakti Siddhanta Swami, yeah, Who in is eighth grade, Bhakti Parupat Guru Maharaj, the guru of Prabhupad. Prabhupad. And I, Prabhupada I, is the founder of the Hare Krishna movement, exactly. So, I, I, I read in eighth grade, I read about Gaudiya Math in eighth grade, Gaudiya Math, Gaudiya Math, that Prabhupad Bhakti Siddhanta. Uh -huh. Sarasri Chakur Maharaj, he formed some Gaudiya Math, 168 or something. I don't remember now clearly very much, but it is the eighth grade we read this story. And we read about the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh -huh. the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But after that, that we heard about the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but that after that we did not know anything, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did anything, mm -hmm. you know. So we read about the Gaudiya Math. We knew about the Gaudiya Math, how the Gaudiya Math, and then they have the dispute in Gaudiya Math so that completely destroyed yeah. and everything. And then when the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came yeah. and the Bhakti Siddhanta Swami Maharaj came, Prabhupada came and it revives everything. Mm -hmm. So we, we read that. So in our textbook in India, we always have those kind of the, some stories in textbook about our culture, about our religion, you know. Yeah. So we used to have. Is 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 your favorite part of of serving here at the temple the the dressing of the deities? That's my utmost favor. Do you like clothes? I like. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you see the 
Kirtan. Kirtan, yeah. And the devotional service to the Lord, dressing uh -huh. or doing anything. I completely lost myself. What do you mean? Oh, you get lost in it. Yes, in it. If I'm, I'm doing the kirtan, I'm in my different world. Mm. You know, I don't care who's sitting with me mm -hmm. or not sitting with me, who's watching me or not watching me. I don't care. I am just, my connection is with my Krishna, mm -hmm. with the Lord, you know. Same thing when I dress, I only think about him. How should I dress him best? Mm -hmm. And every second, every piece I put in his body, I look and admire this is looking nice. Mm -hmm. This is what I must say uh, to anyone who hasn't been to the temple here. It really is gorgeous. It really is beautiful when you see it. Everybody, anytime, first time, even when I came first time to this temple, uh -huh. first time, 87 or something, or 88, 87, 80, 87 end, end of the year, uh, when I saw the deity, I was like stunned completely. Mm. I did not know the meaning of the Aratik. It was the evening Aratik, Gora mm -hmm. Arati. I did not know the meaning of the Arati. I, I, I haven't heard the Arati. What do you mean you haven't heard it? I never heard the Arti, evening Arti, Gora Arti before. Because we used to Arti, Om Jai Jagdish Hare Swami, that, that is the Arti we used to do. From the beginning in my home uh -huh. or everywhere in India, still today. So what, this was unfamiliar to you, what they were saying? It was not familiar to me. Uh -huh. I have never heard, I have never read, uh -huh. I, I never knew about that. But like as a tempo, I just, I copy with everybody. The first day, mm -hmm. you know, because musical mind, mm -hmm. it did not take me a while to to cope up with everybody. So I was completely stunned and I said, this is the place I was looking for mm. all my life. Mm. And since then, I don't think that I have turned anywhere else to look for something. You're pretty, you, you, you're, you're fulfilled I'm pretty much, here. I'm fulfilled completely. I'm completely satisfied. My desire is full. Yeah. Like I don't have to look mm -hmm. anything else or read anything else or listen anything else because I'm focused on Krishna. Mm. You know, sometime we used to have an argument in my family. Yeah. The same thing like demigod and god, uh -huh. but what I realize, you cannot satisfy anybody unless they themselves want to learn and know and satisfy themselves. So I just gave up on Krishna's mercy. You gave up arguing? I gave up, yeah, I gave up arguing or I gave up to explaining them, hmm. to explaining them, you know, that this is this, this is this. No, let them learn their own way, you yeah. know. Yeah. Time will come. I think the time is a big, big things that yeah. you learn according to time. I think my time is also, see, when I was working in Delhi, uh -huh. my office was the first one 
like in Defense Colony where the Prabhupada has a preaching center. Uh-huh. And Prabhupada's house was sixth house from my office. Really? I could have become a Prabhupada disciple at that time if I met Prabhupada. But you didn't know. But I did not know. And somebody told me that there's a, such a nice kirtan going on here mm. all the time, sometimes. Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. I said, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I said, there's a sadhu. I don't care for the sadhu, you know, yeah. because I was afraid of the sadhus also, you know. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty young and, you know, we are not allowed to to meet uh, every sadhu in from my family. And, and yeah. India is a very traditional and very conservative society in yeah. India, you yeah. know. So I said, no, I don't want to go. But when I was reading Prabhupada's book, I found out that his house number in my office, house <laughs> number, I said, Krishna, what if misfortunate <laughs> in my life, you yeah. know? I could have met Prabhupada mm. at that time. Second time when Prabhupada Pandal program was happening in 1960s, like late 60s, uh-huh. I wanted to go meet Prabhupada. I had all planned, somehow or other, I could not able to go. So I could not go. Third time when I came to United States in 1968, mm-hmm. The first ISKCON devotee I met in 1968 at Kennedy Airport. I was sitting. Oh, really? Yeah, I was sitting there to take my flight in the evening. Uh, I used to I used to work in India, and we used to operate the groups, experiment and international living. So I was waiting for my other group members to come and board the same plane we used to go. So one devotee came and he gave me the Bhagavad Gita as it is. Uh-huh. Um, I still have that Bhagavad Gita really? with me. Still I have that Bhagavad Gita. And he was requesting me that since your flight in the night, why not you come? I'll take you to the temple in New York. Mm. And I said, no, because I was afraid. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, there was the... so much stunt propaganda about this gun at that time. Well, plus good a, and a bad. stranger good and approaches bad. you and says, come huh? to my temple. Or, yeah. you know. Good and bad also. But, you know, but, you know, uh, but I said, no, no, I don't, I do not have time. I'm waiting for my, mm. the other group members who all, we so are all So you had multiple opportunities, it sounds like. But. It did not materialize. It didn't really. Yeah, it did not really come to me. Mm-hmm. When I was reading Prabhupada's books, Prabhupada said that if when we do the book distribution, uh-huh. like I go on every Saturday to Harinam, uh-huh. and a couple of books, I, literature, I, I distribute also, because mostly I do the kirtan there, okay. but I do one or two literature to give somebody so that I satisfy that I did something, you know. Yeah. So, like Prabhupada said, Whoever touch my book, that's why he emphasized on the book distribution mm-hmm. in his con. Whoever touch my book, whoever eat my prasadam, one day he will come to his con, join this con. Mm. Believe in Krishna, believe in me. And it exactly happened in my life. Because, as I said, that I could not go meet Prabhupada there when I was working. This was 19, I think, I think 1963 or something. I don't remember exactly, but I think 63 I was working. 63 to 65, I think I worked there. Technical engineering consultant firm. I was working there. Mm-hmm. I did not meet Prabhupada there. Second time, there was a Pandal program when Prabhupada came. 
to India in Asafali Road, you know, that the Pandal program generally held for the mass people, right? I could not go, although we planned to go, but I could not go. Some, something happened, I could mm -hmm. not go. I was very inquisitive to go that, but I touched the book, Six Ghost Swamis, because my brother-in-law's friend, he brought that book. Mm -hmm. He went there, he brought the book, and I saw that the first book, I touched Six Ghost Swamis. Six Ghost Swamis is the name of the book? Six Ghost Swamis is the biography of the Six Ghost Swamis. Okay. Yeah. So you, you see the picture, and, and I always like to read biography of uh, the Acharyas, mm -hmm. you know. From the beginning, I have, you know, so I have read so much about my Indian uh, Rajasthani Acharyas or Swamis or Gurus, right. you know. So I read that also. And then the, the book, Leela Mrita, Prabhupada Leela Mrita, Prabhupada Biography, mm -hmm. I read. That, that book really impact my personality very much, mm. and it's keep me changed. And... Uh, make me a firm believer of Prabhupada's mm -hmm. mission. Right. It's opened up me. It's spurred my outlook, uh, my knowledge about the ISKCON. And uh, then in 1980, I was going to Bombay to have darshan of Bombay. Iskan Temple. This is what I heard. You were going to the Iskan Temple in Bombay. In Bombay, because I was working for the same organization because I worked the Experiment International Living mm -hmm. for almost 20 years, like mm -hmm. 19 years plus 10 months I worked. And uh, our managing director of Ramakrishna Bajaj of my organization. And Ramakrishna Bajaj is the managing trustee also of the Iskan Temple. Okay. Right? So we had a council meeting. So actually we were going to attend the meeting, the council meeting. I was going as a secretary with my both officer. So Ramakrishnan Bajaj said that, okay, Amrish, Amrish is my, my officer's name, and Shashikala, the lady, female officer, program director, and I was the secretary. He says, Amrish, why not you all three comes to the Iskan temple? You witness the deity, and we will eat prasadam there. Mm. Somehow or other, it never happened. We, we reached late, and the temple was closed. Oh. So I came without having the darshan of the temple. Every time the iskand was hitting me, mm -hmm. but somehow or other, my bad luck was pushing me away, 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 mm -hmm. away, away. Well, it wasn't, uh, I mean, it seemed you ended up in but Hare I ended Krishna up temple. at the. But I ended up at the end. Yeah, you ended up at the end. You live at a Hare Krishna yeah. temple. Yes, I live. But I'm saying that in the beginning, I could have come. There were many opportunities. I could have come or yeah. become a Hare Krishna temple, a Hare Krishna member, long time back. Mm -hmm. long Do you think time. you would have back then? Huh? Do you think you would have become a member back then? You would have right away. Do you think so? I right away because Krishna, as I said, that I love Krishna, yeah. and the way the Iskon present the Krishna is direct. Yeah. Charact, pin to point, mm -hmm. you know? So I could have done right away. So I wasted well, most of my time. I wouldn't call it wasted time. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had I, to you I had think, to work out your karma, maybe. Yeah, right? this is what, I believe in karma, so that's why my karma. So I'm saying time. Time was not right. Yeah. When the time came, it's connected me to this car. Yeah, yeah. But I was... I waited so long, hmm. so long, 
So that is what. And uh, I think I'm very happy being here um, in this temple for almost five five years plus. But before that, I have been I have been serving to this temple from uh, eighty eight. From nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. Once in a while, whenever I used to come, I used to do a little service. Uh -huh. But from 96 or before 96, 96 or 95, uh, 93, 93. From 93, I have been constantly serving in this temple. I have done lot and lot and lot of services to this temple. You can't even imagine. Mm. And that's how I was... Uh, uh, proposed to take the initiation by the, our temple president, one of the temple president, uh -huh. uh, at that time, and uh, one of my god brother, and this one another person. They proposed to my guru Maharaj to give me the initiation, and it so happened that I got my both initiation, one and second, the Brahminical initiation also, and the first Harina in the same year, within six months. Oh, really? Within six months. My Guru Maharaj called me and he said, I'm going to give you the Brahmin Diksha to you. Brahmin Diksha is the Brahmin, second, second, second initiation. initiation. The first is the Harinam. He gave me the Harinam first. Okay. Uh, and then he, after a couple of months, when he came in and he called me and he says, I'm going to give you the Brahmin Diksha to you and you can serve. Do you know how to worship deity? I said, I have the deities of my own and uh, yeah. we do well, I would thing. imagine that they were like, you know, you pretty much know what's going on because of the way you were raised, right? Yeah. Like yes, this is exactly. very familiar exactly. to you. It's familiar to me. So I say, yeah, Guru Maharaj, I, I can do it, but I would learn the way I have never, I have never served and uh, altered. Uh -huh. And it's another part of that I tell you, my father's guru, he was not a... Iskan Parampara Guru or right. some Parampara, but he was a very, 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 very pure sannyasi, uh -huh. um, very highly elevated person. And I used to consider Guru, my my Guru to him also. And when I finished my high school, he built uh, Lord Brahma's temple in the border of Bardmer. Bardmer is a place. It's a name. It's a, it's a place in Rajasthan, uh -huh. in my my uh, hometown vicinity. You know, it's a border of Pakistan and India, uh -huh. and the Bardmer. And he built a temple. There's a small village near the Bardmer border. Uh, what is his name? I forgot. Um, that place name I forgot. So he constructed uh, Lord Brahma's temple. So the Temple was under Krishna, and my parents, they renounced. When I was young, they renounced completely. So they renounced what? They renounced from the family life. Oh, they um, sort of became like very that, that religious. Was a religious thing. They, religious they were like, thing. They, were, yeah, they became yeah. more religious. More religious. So they more renounced. They did not from the, life yeah, in general. From the worldly lives, the yeah. family life, worldly life. So my father took early retirement, and he used to uh, serve to his guru and uh, whatever. In that temple? Like, and he was a kirtanya also. My both parents were oh, okay. kirtanya. So he used to do kirtan. A lot mm. of kirtan he used to do that. And we used to have a program in my home also, 24 hours program, like 
24 hours kirtan, something like that. Mm. Lot of people used to come. Mm. So this is how I grew up in that atmosphere. It sounds like, I mean, it's amazing how, I mean, the worship that happens here at the Hare Krishna Temple is, is pretty much exactly what exactly. was happening in your house. Exactly. When you were a child. Exactly. And this was before ISKCON even existed. It existed. So when people used to tell me that this, I said, look, there's nothing new for me. Yeah. I've been doing this thing. Yeah. So ISKCON is pretty much the same thing what I grew up in my family, right, right. doing this thing, seeing, witnessing those things yeah. with me also, you know. So when uh, my, uh, my father's guru, uh, he told me that uh, I wanted to go to the college, right, and for somehow or other, uh, he said, you come to the Bardmer, my temple, and teach I will build a school and teach the children mm -hmm. over there and your parents, because they were serving already, right? Mm -hmm. And they would serve, because they are Brahmin, right? Mm -hmm. So they would serve the deity. Beautiful temple. This is the second temple of Brahma. There's no other Brahma temple. Oh. There's only one temple in Pushkar, mm -hmm. which is Lord Brahma himself, I think, built that temple, right? Mm -hmm. And after that, this is the second Brahma. And he told one time that, uh, Lord Brahma's temple you will not find other than the Pushkar mm -hmm. and it is known that uh, nobody built Lord Brahma's temple or something, some, there's a, the biggest story about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then I said, how come you are building this temple? I was thinking, I was very young, you know. And that is a very remote area, there's no water, no electricity, it's a, no sweet water, there's a well. Uh -huh. But he was such powerful sannyasi, I have ever seen in my life. Really? And believe me, his face is identical to my Guru Maharaj. Whose face? His face. His, that sannyasi. He's no more. He took the oh, samadhi. I see. Okay. My Guru. My father's gotcha, Guru. Gotcha. Okay. So he wanted me to move in the temple, but I did not move in. Mm. I said, no, I don't like to live in the temple. Mm -hmm. I refuse. Well, you, and you were also sort of a modern, more of a modern girl, right? Modern like, girl, young girl. You wanted to girl. explore the world. Yeah, but I, I used to like him, but I don't want to live in the temple. Yeah, and yeah. I was one day I was thinking, I said, look, when my Guru Maharaj told me to move in the temple, so that I remember, mm. I said, this is the second Guru is telling me mm. to come and live in the mm. temple. That is my father's Guru told me, and I said, no, I don't want to leave. I have to go to the college. So it sounds like in general in spiritual life, you have to be, you have to be given a few chances before it takes. Right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think everything, like, like Prabhupada said, everything is testing in your life. Right? Mm -hmm. Everything is testing. You know, when the time comes, things come. Yeah, yeah. Things come. Yeah. You know. So I realize in my life, uh, and I analyze my life, and I, when I put together the things, of my life, mm -hmm. or my life experience, or what happened in my life, step by step, how it comes. So then, then I relate that everything is destined. Only thing is was the time. Yeah. The time was not right. right. When the time came, it just clicked. Mm -hmm. And when I move in here. Some of my friends, they said, are you crazy leaving the job and coming to the temple? Right? Mm -hmm. Same thing What one of my American friends, I used to live, when I told her that I move in a temple, mm -hmm. I said, where do I come and see in the temple? 
you don't have a house. <laughs> this mm. is how I used to say, yeah. you know, and uh, and you don't eat, uh, you don't drink coffee, you don't eat uh, tea, you don't eat onion, you don't go out, you don't eat outside restaurant food, you don't go to movie because this is this is what I used to live every Friday movie, go to Pizza sure. Hut and with her it was completely total American life when yeah. I was living with yeah. her. I said, you crazy. So I thought that the time came, I said, yes, I live for me enough in my life. Mm. And now I hear inside in my heart that you live enough for your life now to serve the God. And when I used to think about Mirabai, that is what I'm saying. The mm -hmm. Mirabai was an influence on my life, mm. like the, religiously. The, the queen who runs queen, everything. The queen. Is so, she still alive? See, see what the, no. Oh, okay. She, uh, see, there's another story about the Mirabai, because okay. she immersed with the Krishna. Oh, when? Uh, what, 16th century or something? Oh, I thought this was more recent. Okay. No, 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 no. no. The Mirabai, a... the, you know that Mirabai, when the six Goswamis was living in Vrindavan, yeah. and one time when Mirabai heard about the six Goswamis, oh. Rupa Goswami and Sanatan okay. Goswami, okay. she came to meet with them. I see, I see. Right? Okay. And they refused to meet as a woman, oh. right? So then she sent a note that I only know that only one Krishna in the whole universe, rest of them all are women. So who is the other man? So then she said, who is the other man? Who is the other man has come to Vindavan who doesn't want to meet with a, with a woman? And then they say, oh my God, she is a great devotee. Then they call Mirabai and they meet. Mm -hmm. So the Mirabai in my life is very influence. In and my... she helped to give you the courage to basically um, leave normal, what we would call normal American no. life behind you Yes. and take up a life dedicated, dedicated to serving to, God. To serving God. You know. So I said, yes, when queen can leave everything, yeah. then what I'm doing this with this petty job, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, making bread and butter for me, forget about that, Krishna will provide me. Mm -hmm. I said, I drive enough, I don't want to work anymore now. Yeah. So this is how I decided. Was it, were you scared? No. No? No, I was not scared. I'm a very, I'm a very bold person from mm. the beginning. My mother had trained me like right. giving all the story of the queens <laughs> and all that. So I'm, I'm pretty bold uh, mm. person. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I accept the challenges. I know about the challenges also. I was coming from a middle class family, not a very rich family, but I know the values of the life. Yeah. So, I accept the challenges mm -hmm. and I'm not scared of anything, you know. Mm. I said, whatever, when you believe in destiny, destiny, right? Mm -mm. So I believe whatever I have in my life will come definitely. And whatever I do not have in my life, no matter how much I would try, I'm not going to get it. Right. So that is my uh, way of thinking of my life. Mm. So nothing bothers me. Mm. So I'm not scared of things. 
So I accept the challenge. I'm pretty courageous person because yeah. I'm a self-made person. Right. Yeah, from the beginning, I'm, I grew up on my own and find my own way yeah. to live in. Well, I think that's a that's a good place to wrap up our interview. That's Thank right. you very much. Thank you very and much. And it's Lakshmana Devi Lakshmana Dasi. Lakshmana Devi Dasi. Yes. And yeah. um, you've been listening to the Questions for the Sages podcast. I'm Michael Scherer. Thank you again for talking. Thank you me. very much for giving this such a good opportunity. I don't know whether I I qualify for this interview or not, but, oh, you know. yes, absolutely. Uh, whatever I have a little bit experience here and there, you know, I just put it together and put it in before you. Yeah. That's right. Thank you very much. Thanks again. Okay. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thanks again to Lakshmana Devi Dasi. I do recommend listening to her sing Kirtans at the Temple with her contagious devotion and beautiful singing. Thanks to Rico Hayes for the theme music and to Miriam Lansky for discussions about how to approach the subject matter of the podcast. And thanks to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland for making this podcast possible. I'm Michael Scherer, and you've been listening to Questions for the Sages. Questions for the Sages.